Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Talk Witchcraft podcast. We're talking about magic books, we're talking about grimoires, we're talking about Book of Shadows, books books of shadows, it's probably the plural of that. You're listening to Talk Witchcraft, the podcast where we talk about witchcraft as a lifestyle and discover how to merge magic into your daily life. Every week, we'll demystify witchy topics like tarot, astrology, crystals, herbs, and more as you develop your personal brand of magic and create the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Maggie Hazeman. So I'm going to paint you a picture, and you can tell me if this sounds familiar to you. So maybe you have a library of witch books, or you've checked out a library of witch books from the library, um, but you can never really seem to find exactly what you need when you need it, especially when you're in a hurry or feeling kind of rushed. So you have all these books and all these resources, but you, you have so many pages to go through and you can't always remember exactly where you learned something. Or maybe, um, maybe you've taken like trainings online or maybe your metaphysical shop has trainings and you have gone to these to develop your witchcraft skills and to learn more about practicing witchcraft. And you probably took notes, but you don't remember where they are. They're in your pile of notebooks of all the different things that you've taken notes on. Or maybe you are used to going to Google to ask your questions and you're always met with all these different conflicting information. So one blog post will say one thing and then another article will tell you something else and you never really know which one is the right answer to your question. Um, And then another scenario that you might have come across is going into Facebook groups and asking a question and being met with like hostility and judgment for not knowing it as if we all come out of the womb knowing everything there is to know about witchcraft. Can you relate to any of these scenarios? Has any of this happened to you before? Because I think it's pretty common that we all kind of have had those experiences. I certainly have had all of these. That's how I know <laughs> I can at least relate to it. Um, but without this sort of, without a plan for your witchcraft practice where you're organizing your magical information and you um, know exactly where to find some things, you will always be met with confusion. You'll always f- find yourself in this state of confusion because you don't know what you believe in. You haven't uh, organized the information that you believe in, in your for your witchcraft practice. And so you're always going to be in this state of researching and learning and searching. But there's good news. You can create a magical system, an organization system for your magical practice. And when you do, you will always know exactly what you need to know, when you need to know it, and you'll know where to find it because you've organized it in a way that makes sense to you. And and be, and that's really because your witchcraft practice is unique because you are unique. So what matters to you is going to be completely different from what matters to me as a as someone who is teaching you or who is, has this podcast or or if you've read my blog, it's going to ma- be different than the people who are in a Facebook group like this, like the Talk Witchcraft Facebook group or the Mumbles and Things Facebook group or any other of the millions of witchcraft groups there are. What matters to you is going to be different from what matters to those people, those members. It's going to be different from the authors of the books that you read because they have their own personal experiences as well. So what you, what matters to you and what you care about is 
is the most important thing for your witchcraft practice for how you're going to um, feel successful and be able to manifest what you actually want. And in order to have this organization system and understand what your goals are towards your witchcraft practice and what you actually want, you need a grimoire. <laughs> So a grimoire is a book that contains any sort of magical information and you know some people call it a book of shadows or like a, just a magic book or a, even a journal or um, so if, it, if your practice is really specific to a certain type of witchcraft like kitchen witchcraft like we talked about last week maybe you call it your cookbook or your recipe book or something like that. So whatever it is a grimoire or whatever you call it is a source of magical information and most importantly a grimoire is specific to you and to your personal practice. So it can be made from a variety of different materials. It can be an actual physical book, it can be a spiral bound notebook or a beautifully bound journal. It can also be a computer digital book. So the first iteration of my grimoire was actually a, a spreadsheet on numbers. So it can be any of these different materials. It can be very very long. Maybe you have a wide variety of interests and you have a collection of information that is just ex very extensive, or it can be just a few short pages that are very uh, important to you specifically. So maybe you have a very simple practice and you only need a few pages to really illustrate what you practice. And I use the word pages loosely because a grimoire doesn't have to be physical pages. It can be, like I said, digital. It can, a grimoire can be passed down from one generation to the next, so maybe you come from a long line of witches and, and you have a book that you've had passed down to you. It can also be a brand new book that a witch creates for their own practice. And even if you come from a long line of witches, you can create your very own uh, grimoire um, based on your own practices and not use someone else's. But regardless of what it looks like, the grimoire is a very special tool for a witch. It's very personal. It has a lot of your own personal energy in it as something that you've created. So it's important for your grimoire to reflect your specific needs as a witch, to reflect your lifestyle as well, because if you if it doesn't fit into your lifestyle, you won't use it, and to reflect your magical practice. Um, all of these things are super important for it to actually be a useful tool to you. You won't use it if it doesn't reflect your needs, your lifestyle, and your practice and belief system. What we're going to be talking about today is the many, there are many, many, many reasons to keep a grimoire. I've, I'm going to share seven with you today. And as you go along with creating your own grimoire and developing your own witchcraft practice, we're always learning and growing, you'll probably discover, you know, countless other reasons why keeping a grimoire for your personal use is important and valuable. Um, but today we're going to go through these seven. And I hope that after today, my, my goal for this episode is that you are excited and energized and really motivated to either start a grimoire if you've never had a grimoire before or to get back into it if you've kind of lost track of it and have lost your interest in it or if you're really dedicated to updating your grimoire. I hope that this episode really um, motivates you to continue that so that you don't stop. So the first reason, let's get into them, the first reason to keep a grimoire is that you will see how you have grown as a witch. So as you look back on your grimoire and everything that you've put in there, you will see these spells that you've done, you'll see how they made you feel 
what they looked like, what you did in those spells, and how they worked. So you'll be able to think back on, you know, I did this spell a year ago, and did that ever manifest? How did it manifest? Um, so you'll be able to pay attention to how it worked and how long it took. You will, with this information, you'll just have more information about your experience as a witch, and you'll see how your skills are changing and growing and evolving in your practice. And um, you'll also be able to add your own magical uses for a variety of materials. You know, we talked about the intangible materials and the tangible materials, so your crystals and herbs and your symbols and your colors. And based on your experiences with these things in your own practice, you'll start to see how they work for you and your associations. So as an example, maybe, you know, traditionally blue is a color of like calming and peacefulness. And in um, maybe you try using a blue candle for manifesting a spell to get to go on a vacation that you've been wanting to go on. Um, and maybe, maybe it was because blue was the only color of candle that you had and you just wanted to do a candle spell. And maybe it's because you really felt called to using blue. Whatever the reason is, if that spell was successful, you might start associating blue with like exploration or adventure or luxury. Maybe it's a luxury vacation. And so you start associating blue with these other, you know, course, these other feelings and purposes for your magic. So you can keep track of that in a grimoire and you'll be able to look back and say, okay, so blue can be used for calming and peacefulness. It can also be used for luxury and exploration um, based on your experiences. And that's really why we see those discrepan discrepancies in books and blog posts and things because people have their own experiences with these tools and materials. So um, that's where, where those come from. Um, and then also, if you're keeping track of your spiritual beliefs and your intention for practicing, as I've suggested in previous episodes, um, so the reason that you're practicing witchcraft and your beliefs surrounding your witchcraft practice, you will have this record in your grimoire. That's a really good place to keep it. And so, again, this first reason is all about being able to look back on how you've grown. And, you know, if every year you're reflecting on your beliefs and reflecting on why you practice witchcraft, you can see how that's changed over time because you've recorded it in this journey, um, in this grimoire, in, um, from the beginning of your journey, which is really a cool thing to be able to see how you've changed. So the next reason to keep a grimoire is that you can start to discover your style, so your witchcraft style, how you practice. Again, this is a record of your practice. That's going to be a common theme throughout this entire episode is that your grimoire is a record of your practice. And so every spell that you cast, every herb that you use, every crystal that you use, the colors and symbols, again, all of these different things that you're working with, the spirits and deities and energies that you're working with, the animals, all of that, and even down to the words that you choose to use, the way that you put words together, you're recording this in your journal, in your grimoire. And you're recording your practice, and you'll start to see this pattern of the types of magic that you're drawn to, which crystals you like to use, that you often use, and for what purpose. You'll see these patterns emerge, and you know, how you relate to the moon, and how you relate to certain times of the year, and um, all of that starts to come forward because you've been recording it. You see the patterns emerge as you record them more frequently and you're very diligent about recording it 
And this can be really beneficial to your growth as a witch and how your skills develop. Because for one thing, you can, if you really need success and you don't have time to really experiment with your magical working, you can know that, okay, I am generally successful when I do a jar spell. So I'm just going to do a jar spell. I don't want to experiment with something else. I'm just going to do this. Or if you do have the opportunity to experiment, maybe you know that you're really good with jar spells and you can try something new and experiment and develop in another area. So maybe instead of doing a jar spell, you instead try to create a magical meal through kitchen witchery, or you use a candle spell or something like that, or using sigils, all these different branches of magic, you can experiment with something else, learn something new if you have that room to experiment. So knowing your style not only helps you to know what you're good at, <laughs> but you also can know where you can develop. That's always helpful. Knowing any, any sort of information is powerful. So it's always good to be able to see these patterns emerge. All right, so the third reason to keep your grimoire is so that you've you can remember the spells that you've performed. So all of these kind of, you know, they overlap and grow into each other. But knowing which spells you've performed and recording how they make you feel, made you feel, and whether they worked, that just gives you more power because you can go back and see if you've cast a spell for a particular intention or for a specific purpose. You can see what you've tried. You know, if you have that intention again, you can go back and see what worked. And, you know, if you're recording what how you would change things in the future as well, um, as I suggest you do as you're recording your spells, you record how you might do things differently the next time you cast that spell, you can learn from that, come back to it and say, okay, this spell, it, it worked, but I would do it this way next time. And then when you do it the next time, you can do it differently the way that you suggested to yourself. It's like you're giving yourself advice for the future. Um, so again, it's this, you see these patterns start to emerge, you start to see what your style is, you start to see what types of spells that you're attracted to and that you, that tend to work, and you can give yourself advice for the future by recording this information, uh, as you're, as you're casting your spells. So the fourth reason to keep a grimoire is that you have this place to make edits. So if you find a spell online or in a book, Maybe you've checked out a book from the library, you've bought a book, or maybe you've found a spell online. They're all over the place. You can find them everywhere. And they're gr it's great. It's awesome that we can find these in this information. Um, and it's really good, especially for getting ideas and inspiration. So we have these this huge library of things available to us and we can get ideas and inspiration just by, you know, reaching onto our bookshelf or going online and searching. And in your grimoire, you can take those spells and you can write them down and you can edit them so they actually suit your beliefs and your um, experience with magic. Because someone else, when they write a spell, they have written it in a way that aligns with their beliefs and what they understand about magic. And that might not be exactly what your beliefs are and how you understand magic. So every time you find a spell that you want to try, you can record it in your grimoire. And then either as you're recording it or um, after you've already written it down or printed it off if you don't want to write it, then you can edit it so that it fits your personal brand of magic, your beliefs. For example, if a spell calls for a crystal that you don't have, then you obviously can't necessarily use it right now unless you go and get that 
particular material. Um, or maybe you don't actually like that crystal. There's some crystals that I just don't feel drawn to and don't do well with. So you can take that crystal out of the spell and, you know, pay attention to why it was included. Learn, look at the spell and figure out, okay, well, why did they choose that particular crystal or, or, or um, mineral or stone? And change it so that to something else that actually does fill that role um, and one that you actually enjoy using as well. So it fits with what your particular magical style is and what you are comfortable with and what you enjoy. So another example, maybe a spell calls for you to work with a goddess or a deity that you don't know or aren't familiar with, um, but the rest of the spell it looks really interesting to you and something that you want to try. So you can feel free to call upon a goddess or deity that you, um, that you already work with or that you're already comfortable with or that you're interested in working with. You don't, you know, it's a good idea to make sure that they still um, are aligned with the intention of that spell, but they don't have to be. And so you, but you can change that around so that it fits your belief system. Or, you know, if you don't have that belief in that there are deities or goddesses or gods, then you can change it to fit something else. Like maybe you work more with the elements and you can instead use the fire element or something like that in the place. Uh, just another example is like if an action is not something that you feel is the right way to do something in a spell. So um, like burning is one for me. Sometimes I see burning as banishing, but sometimes I also think about it in terms of, okay, but it's um, releasing that smoke into the air. So isn't it getting stronger? Isn't it dispersing that thing that I want to banish? So if that thought comes into my head, I might not want to burn something in that situation. So um, maybe instead, you could, instead of burning the material as the spell suggests, you could bury it if that feels more like a banishment type of activity or, or throwing in a garbage um, is another type of burying, I guess. Um, flushing it down the toilet is a way to banish. If it's safe, you know, don't flush anything down the toilet that's going to harm your plumbing system. But, you know, flushing a leaf down the toilet isn't going to do any harm or um, dissolving it in water, soaking it in water, drowning it in water. All of these different ways are different actions that you can take that fulfill that same purpose in the spell, but are aligned more with what you believe for that purpose. So do you see what I mean here? That in, in this way that you're able to create this perfect magic book by editing the spells, um, so that it's personal to you, unique to you, fits your belief system, and it's not that those original spells are wrong because the person who wrote them believes them in them. It's just that they don't suit your personal practice and your belief system. So you're editing them so that they do and they'll work better for you. We'll move on to number five. And one, this is really a kind of a cool reason to keep a grimoire is that this is an opportunity for you to leave a legacy. So if you think about it like this, our ancestors didn't necessarily know what they were doing was special. So they might not have thought about what they were doing as magical or special. They were writing down their day-to-day -day activities. They were um, making observations about the world around them. They were even just writing down reminders of things that they'd learned. And modern witches are really thankful for that work that they did because they recorded their magic. And from what remains, you know, we have lost a lot of these magic books over time. 
but what remains we've been able to learn from. And some of our ancestors did this at great personal risk because of the way witches were treated in the past, and they still wrote these things down. So what you're doing by writing down your practice and what you're observing about the world, that's really special too. And even if it doesn't feel that way, it is special. It's really important. And so you should be writing down what you're grateful for, and you should be writing down the spells that you cast, and your experiences in the spirit realm, and your experiences with certain crystals and herbs, and how they work for you, what you associate with them, and all of these different things. The symbols that show up for you in your dreams, and maybe in the shadows of branches on the sidewalk, all of these things that show up for you, writing that down as part of your experience is really special. Um, so when you're creating this like beautiful, magical, rich book of things that have happened in your practice, it can be shared. Like maybe if you want to, you can share that with other witches. You can share what you know with wildlings or, you know, way down the line, this, this gift to the world that you're creating might in the distant future actually become one of those esteemed great historical magical manuscripts that have been left behind and when we are the ancestors. So I just think that's kind of cool that this is an opportunity for you to leave a legacy of magic behind you. The next reason to create a grimoire is probably the most obvious. It is a valuable resource. A grimoire is super valuable for you to keep because again this is your personal grimoire. It has it reflects your belief system. And it's so much more convenient than at an, a pile of books, you know. I have this a bookcase, I have, you know, those are just my favorite ones. And I don't want to always have to go through every single book that I have ever read or every single blog post that I've ever read to find things that are relevant to me. I want to be able to flip exactly to the page that I know that I've created because I know it's relevant to me so that I can know what I need to know. Because, you know... I don't use every single bit of information that I've read in these books. I've it's highly unlikely that these that books that we read and blogs that we read that you're going to need every single piece of information that someone shares with you because that's their practice that they're sharing with you and your practice is different. It's unique. And so it's not likely that you'll need everything that's shared with you and also you'll find a lot of redundancy. Like some of the books that I have have Almost every witchcraft book that I've ever read has some sort of history of witchcraft section. And so there's this redundancy of all of these pages that I don't necessarily need to see over and over again. Of course, there's other perspectives and it's good to read that stuff, but it's not relevant to what I need to know for my practice. So as you're reading, as you're researching, as you're learning, you can write down the things that pop out to you. Something catches your eye and you're uh, interested in it and it's something that you want to remember for the future you can record that in your grimoire and you'll have it for future reference and you know that it'll be useful because it is important to, in that moment. Um, and that's not to say that things in those books and blogs won't be useful in the future. You can always revisit things that you've read in the past and new insights will come forward. That's just how learning works, <laughs> that when you're ready to learn something, other things will stand out to you than maybe you saw before. So we have like a, these, I have a book of crystal the Crystal Bible by Judy Hall, and I don't need every single crystal in there. What I do instead is when I get a new crystal, I write it down in my grimoire, I learn everything I can about it, I fill out a crystal profile, and then I know 
that that specific page in my book is relevant to me because I have that crystal. Whereas the whole book has all of these other crystals that aren't really relevant to me because I won't be able to use them since I don't have them. So that's, you know, that applies for herbs as well. When you learn about a new herb and it's something that you want to use in your practice, you create a herb profile and that's something that you'll actually use because you are interested in it. You, you don't necessarily need every single page that was written by a specific author. You want to pick out the things that are interesting to you and use those in your own grimoire because those are the things that are valuable. Um, and that's really what's so cool about grimoires is you just fill it with the information that is important to you, uh, that is relevant to your practice, and you don't need to go through all of these pages that are meaningless and don't have anything to do with your practice. Like maybe you're not interested in palmistry, um, but you are interested in tarot, so you can have a whole section in your grimoire that is tarot, and you don't need to have anything about palmistry because it doesn't apply to what you're interested in. So every time you flip through your grimoire, you'll find something that is relevant to you and to your practice, and that's really, really powerful. So before I go on to the final, um, or the final point, I'm just going to check in. I saw a couple of comments. Ali said, I never thought about changing spells to suit my practice. Of course! Of course you can change spells to suit your practice. I'm so glad that you had that realization and I can't wait to see how you alter these spells, Allie. And uh, Heidi says, some time ago I got a beautiful leather bound book to serve as my grimoire. It's perfect and yet I still have piles of paper and scraps of all sizes that have spells and information on them. I always intend to make time to put the book together. It would be so much easier but something get always gets in the way. I understand completely. <laughs> we always are able to put in uh, excuses for why we're not doing something. I hope that this inspires you to really collect those bits of paper and, you know, organize them in a way that really helps you, Heidi. And if not, um, I, I see Ryan is suggesting scrapbooking, or Ryan Susan um, is suggesting scrapbooking all of those bits of paper and putting them in together. I think that's a great idea so that you don't need to necessarily rewrite them. Um, and then it still reflects that growth that you've had. You, you can see how your handwriting has changed and all of that. So that's kind of fun. All right, so we're going to go on to the final reason, which is probably the most valuable reason. And that is because the process of keeping a grimoire is very magical. So you're, you create a grimoire and you're adding this information and you're using this book of magic. Um, and, you know, it can be mundane as well. All of this. All of this process of, of creating and adding to and using is part of the magical process. It's, it's meditative and spiritual, um, and so this experience is part of it. In fact, I believe that keeping a grimoire is an important part of the manifestation process because you're putting, you're taking the thoughts from your mental realm and you're putting that on paper or on a screen if you have a digital grimoire, and that is bringing it into the physical realm, from the mental to the physical, and we know from the principle of correspondence that as below, so above, as above, so below, so anything that exists in the physical must exist in the spiritual, and vice versa, so when you bring something into the physical, you start the manifestation process, you send it to the spiritual so that it can actually become a physical reality. Um, and then also part of that is that writing creates this connection to your brain where you actually 
it helps you to remember things. So you have the act of writing with your hand or typing. Again, if you have a digital grimoire, it's just as valuable. Um, and this can help you to remember things because later on you're writing, you've written this thing down, you've signaled to your brain that this is important information that you, and you've put this thought, um, you've given this thought your attention as so your brain recognizes this as important. And later on when you need that information, you may not remember exactly what it was, what it was that you were trying to remember, but you will remember that you wrote it down somewhere. <laughs> you know that it's somewhere and you can organize it in a way that will um, help you so that you know where to look, you know exactly where to go. And um, I think this is a kind of magic on its own, that you've translated a thought into words and you've created this signal to your brain that this is important and I want to remember it. So after all of this, you know, I've given you all these reasons for why a grimoire is really a valuable tool for a witch. It's not strictly necessary. I do want to make sure that that's clear. Of course you can be a witch without a grimoire or a book of shadows or whatever you call your magic book, um, but many witches do find it to be very useful, if not essential, to their practice for all of the reasons that I've given you and more because, again, this is a record of your practice. It's a journal of all of your thoughts involved with your life or with just your magical practice, depending on what you put in. And not only that, it's this personalized encyclopedia of spells that align with your practice, of um, materials that align with your practice, of correspondences that align with your belief system. So it's just practical information that is applicable to how you practice witchcraft. You know that you need to start a grimoire, or that I highly suggest that you do, or maybe you're feeling like you want to get back into updating your grimoire, maybe you feel like you want to take all of those notes and put them into a book and organize them through scrapbooking or otherwise. You know you have all these this information that why this grimoire is a valuable thing. But you might be wondering how to organize this information. It's so much to organize. You might be wondering what kind of tools and materials to use or how much time it actually takes to do this. I know that that's a big concern, is that it's going to take a lot of time. Or um, you might be wondering, you know, how do I keep it safe? I don't want other people to be able to read this. Or you might be wondering if you should bless it or protect it in some way. So all of this, what you really need here is some sort of plan <laughs> to help you to approach um, the creation process, the organization, and using your grimoire in a way that really does help your practice and keep your um, keep your the way that you practice witchcraft at the focus so that you're empowered to actually practice your way and not you know the way I have told you to or the way some author has told you to practice because again I've said it over and over again I told you this was the theme for this session this episode that your grimoire is this reflection of your practice and it's not just a copy of every single book you've ever read <laughs> so um, I've actually created a course called organizing your grimoire and this is included in the mumbleship so if you're already a member of the mumbleship then you know you already know all this you might have even already taken the course but um, this course is available for individual per purchase if you do not want to join the mumbleship right now, if you just want this one course. But I designed it in order to answer all of these questions from my students, from group members, from the emails. I get all kinds of emails and uh, questions in my Facebook DMs about 
or how do I, what do I do? How do I make it? What kind of tools do I need? And so I'm going to just tell you what you can expect to learn from these lessons because the main purpose of this is to help you to create and organize and use your grimoire in a way that makes sense for you. Um, and in it, we're going to talk about the history of grimoires. So what where they came from, all of these different books from history. We're going to look at what a grimoire typically contains and how to decide what is important for your specific grimoire, options for creating and personalizing it for your own use, and especially for modern use, because as modern witches we have different concerns than maybe our ancestors might have had for their grimoires. You'll, we'll talk about magical timing and writing in code and all sorts of other things. And the purpose of this is not to dictate your, pro your process, the creation process of creating your grimoire, only to guide you and to answer those questions that you might have because you know, you'll decide for yourself what's important. Again, that's the key theme that this is supposed to be useful to you. So you'll want to discover what's important to you. And so I'm just going to give you some suggestions that are relevant to, um, that you can decide if they're relevant to what you practice. Uh, and you can listen to, you know, your heart and your head and your gut to help you to know what to actually include. So I've created, you know, a workbook. There's three chapters, a workbook for each chapter, and this is designed to help you take notes so that you can go along with all of the videos and you can see, you. and I've just outlined what's important and you can keep your notes. I really believe that when you're listening to something, learning something, even in like this kind of presentation right now that we're in, when you write down that information, you then can... Um, master it because again there's that connection between your brain and your hand and that's how you really learn things or at least know that it was important because <laughs> you wrote it down and then I've also created homework documents for each chapter and these just give you actionable steps for um, creating your grimoire obviously since that's what it's about it's also reflection questions tips for what to do when and sort of the order of, of creating your grimoire so there's 13 video lessons, there's all of them are about choosing your magic book, what kind of tools to use, how to make sure that it is both beautiful and practical, because again, you want it to be practical. Coming up with ideas for what to include, I have given you a list of the things that I like to include in my grimoire and how to come up with those ideas for yourself. Um, you can think about... Um, the method for organizing the information. There's not just one method. There's all sorts of different ways that you can organize your grimoire. And so I've given some ideas for how you can do this in your in your own magic books so that it really makes sense to your lifestyle and how you practice. Um, and then there's, like I mentioned, there's those homework assignments. So there's tasks, 25 or more, that you will be able to just take these action steps. You'll be able to know what to do when. You'll have these quick wins and help you to really get a handle of organizing this magical information so that it's useful to you. And then there's also four templates for pages that I have found I need to repeat over and over again. So those are the crystal profiles, herb profiles, moon phases, and spell structure. So I've given you a template for each of these different pages that you might repeat over and over again. And these could just, if you want to write it down yourself, you can just use that as a guide for the information you might want to include. Or you can print it out over and over again and create sort of like a binder of your grimoire. And you get any future updates. So this is always, you know, updating new information. I add things, I add new templates. And, you know, from the moment that you enroll in the course, you get all future updates from then on. 
Um, so it's really just amazing to have some sort of well-researched and organized grimoire. It reflects your practice, and um, so it's really amazing what this can do for you. When uh, I, I'm going to paint you another picture. I started with a picture. I'm going to paint you another picture because, you know, I have often found myself, and I'm, you might be in the same situation, where you're scrolling through social media and suddenly you see a post that says it's the new moon or the full moon or some sort of sabbat, and you're, and you're sitting there scrolling and you haven't done anything to prepare for it. So you, your eyes widen, you jump up and you say, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I have to do something for this really special magical day. And you frantically start searching for spells and rituals and tarot spreads and all sorts of guidance and you have all these questions you need answered. So you go to Facebook, you go to Talk Witchcraft or the Mumbles and Things group, you go to any other witchcraft groups that you might be in on Facebook and you ask what other people are doing. And sometimes, again, as I mentioned before, you're met with sort of hostility. How did you not know it was the new moon? What kind of witch are you? You might get some sort of judgment. You might get these irrelevant comments that don't make sense to you and how you practice. You go to Google, you get um, conflicting information, you don't know what to do. Sometimes you get only websites that are trying to sell you their full moon kit or their new moon kit and you don't find anything that's actually helpful in this moment right now because you need it right now. Or, you know, you're flipping through your books and so many different pages, you can't, <laughs> it's got all these complicated procedures, it's got materials that you've never heard of and you certainly don't have right now in this moment. So um, in this, you give up. And this has happened to me before. Before I had a grimoire, I gave up and I didn't, I would do all this research and I wouldn't find anything that I could use right then when I needed it. And so I'd just go back to Netflix or Hulu and I'd feel you know, disconnected and like I'd missed an opportunity to take advantage of this really special magical energy of a new moon or a full moon or a sabbat. Of course, there's always going to be another special day. And of course, every day is magical. So you don't necessarily have to always pay attention to these days. You're going to feel magically inspired on all sorts of different days. So there's always another one. It's okay to lose track. But sometimes you want, you know, if you're committed, you want to pay attention to these new moons and full moons because that might be something that's important to you. But if you have a grimoire and you've been keeping up with this, you're researching, you're recording, you're paying attention, you've, you've written down spells as you've read things, so you're already prepared with something that was interesting to you, you have... Um, kept track of the intangible and tangible materials that you actually have available to you in your home. You've, paid, you've started researching correspondences and when they might be useful to you. You've started paying attention to the types of spells. You've paid attention to magical timing, so the time of the year, the moon phases, the stars and the planets and everything, um, the days of the week. You've, you've learned all of this already, you've kept track of it, and in doing so, you start to make space for your practice. You start to think of things in terms of that. So you're scheduling in, oh, there's a new moon coming up. I know this because I've learned about it and I've written it down, and now I know that's coming up, so I'm going to make sure that I'm prepared for it. And you are just really giving yourself that space so that it, you don't have to wait for this social media post to come up and tell you it's the new moon, you've prepared for it. You've written it down and you've learned about it and you've um, 
gotten everything you need. You have the uh, you have a clear idea of what you want out of your life. You have a clear idea of what kinds of things you might be working towards manifesting. And so you can, when those special days or when that magical inspiration, maybe it's not on a special day, comes up, you already know, you have an idea of, okay, I'm feeling like I really want to do some magic today. I know what I'm going to do because I've been thinking about it. I've been researching and I've been preparing for this. <laughs> and you've just organized with an inventory of all the materials that you have. You organize with an inventory of your tools. And you can easily gather all of those things up for a specific ritual that is aligned with what you're trying to do. And ultimately, that means that you get to move your life in whatever direction that you choose because you're prepared and organized and able to flip exactly to the page that you need in your book um, where you've written out what you need. So I hope you feel super energized. I hope that you want to get your grimoire up and running if you haven't gotten it started yet or I hope that you're feeling like you want to collect all of those scraps of paper that you've collected over the time over the years or over the months or over the days that you've been practicing witchcraft um, and you want to collect them and organize them in a way that really makes sense to you. I've given you at least seven reasons why keeping a grimoire is really special and magical. You can see how you've grown. You can see your witchcraft style. You'll better understand your witchcraft style. You can have this record of your past spells and what you've cast and how they make you feel. You can edit spells and rituals so that they reflect your belief. You can leave this legacy of who you are now for future generations, and it's just a really valuable resource. It's super valuable to have this. Um, and then creating the grimoire is also part of that magical process. So there's all of these different reasons to keep a grimoire, more than what we've talked about today. And I've also invited you to join us in the Organizing Your Grimoire e-course, where you can learn more about some tips for organizing your grimoire. That's why it's called that. And you can, if you do want to join that course, if you want to enroll, you can go to maggiehazeman.com slash organizing uh, dash your dash grimoire. So I'll put that link if you're really interested in that. You can find out more about this episode by going to mumblesandthings.com slash blog slash zero one zero. And join me next Tuesday when we talk about making more time for magic in your daily life. So I'll be sharing tips for actually making more time through scheduling and things like that. And also seeing every moment as magical. So seeing how magic is in your daily life already and you don't have to add it. Now make sure that you do subscribe so that you are notified about each new episode, including next week's episode. And if you would please leave me a five-star review wherever you are listening to podcasts, this helps other witches find this show, and I really appreciate it. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Mumbles and Things, and join us in the Talk Witchcraft Facebook group by going to talkwitchcraft.com, and you can chat about this episode and other witchy topics with like-minded people. Can't wait to see you there. Wait, don't go yet! Thanks for listening to Talk Witchcraft with me, Maggie. If you've enjoyed this episode, I invite you to check out mumblesacademy.com. Mumbles Academy is the place to be for intuitive souls at any stage of their witch path. 
Whether you are a wildling at the very beginning of your witchcraft journey and are looking for a safe learning environment, a creator who is committed to your practice and wants to develop your witchcraft skills even more, or a sage who is full of wisdom already and wants to share what you know with others, Mumbles Academy was designed for you. With monthly masterclasses and live Q&As, an extensive archive of courses and trainings, and a supportive community to help you along the way with encouragement and advice. Mumbles Academy is the perfect place for you to be as you continue on your witch path. 